ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and I like Led Zeppelin. Joining <laughs> me as my co-host is the absolutely awesome Dwayne Davis. He thinks Led Zeppelin's overrated. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but that really has nothing to do with wrestling. I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> that is an ongoing thing that we have going. And he was even on the, my other podcast, the Cubicle Chat podcast, and we were discussing the overrated or bands that might be yep. overrated. And we actually agreed on most of them. It was actually kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But, uh, but enough about that show. You know, you, you can't always go check it out. Tonight, we're actually going to be discussing, man, it's last Monday, not a whole lot had happened. This Monday, a whole lot has happened. Yeah, a whole lot has happened, yeah. And, and we suggested this past Thursday that this man need to step down as CEO. Everything that's going on, you know, there's so much, I, I mean, and it's all allegations right now, has not been proven, but yeah, the next day he must be listening to us because he stepped down. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, they said he voluntarily stepped down from his role as chairman of the board, uh, you know, and CEO, but he is still going to be, he's still going to continue day-to-day operations as far as uh, the booking goes. So it's like, mm, so nothing's really changed. And in the meantime, of course, we know Stephanie has stepped in. Stephanie McMahon, Levesque, she has, she is now the interim CEO. Yep. Which is kind of ironic because she just stepped down at the company period on yeah. leave of absence, like what, a month yeah. ago, two months ago? Yeah, she's the interim CEO and the uh, interim uh, chairwoman of the board. Yep. Oh, man, a whole lot of stuff can happen. I mean, and we'll get into all that plus more, you know, right after I tell you all about our contact and listening info. If you'd like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. You can find us on YouTube. You already know that if you're watching. But you can also find us on just about every audio platform there is. If we're not on there, let me know. Let Dwaylon know. Let one of us know. We will do what we have to do to get ourselves at it. And anymore, I mean, I can't think of any that we're not on because I actually searched to see what we're on. And yeah, I mean, you can find us some stuff I'd never even heard of before. And, you know, I get emails from certain ones going, hey, you want to claim your show? And I'm like, I don't know you. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I have had, I mean, there are so many podcast platforms out there. I mean, and some of them, though, they say, okay, you can get us on here, but you have to pay. I'm like, no, I'm already paying. Yeah. For a host. Mar- yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm paying Spreaker, and Spreaker is an absolutely fantastic uh, hosting service for podcasts. I was just showing Dwaylon some of the features right before we started recording. What'd you think? No, it was pretty cool. I, yeah, <laughs> I like the layout. It's like it's a really clean interface. Where I mean, everything's just right there. All the information that you're looking for. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, of course, we are hosted by Spreaker. If you want to find our merch, go to tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You know, I did not even mention that this past Thursday. It hit me later on when I was about to go to bed. I'm I'm not going to go edit this to add that. Yeah. But either way, you can actually find us and you can also find it in in the 
the description, whichever platform you're on, you look in the show description, we'll actually have the link as well. Uh, if you're on audio, of course, you can actually see the link for the YouTube. Uh, you can also check out Dwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73. And you can check out his YouTube and TikTok, big and fat, because he yep. is fat daddy to big mama. Yeah, that's right. And I don't think I missed anything. No, I think that's everything. All right, cool. Um, do you want to give a shout out to Ted the Hillbilly Hill because he always gives us shout outs? Absolutely. Uh, there's a man, he, he's been just, he's been really advertising us and not just us. I mean, he, Ted is really like the ambassador for wrestling podcasts. I mean, he really is. I mean, yeah, because I mean, he's always suggesting a string of podcasts on his Twitter feed. Yep. And, <coughs> you know, d- just listening to, like I said before, I mean, just like his slant on things, you know, coming, you know, focusing on the heels. And it's just, I'm like, man, I never thought about that. So he's really focusing on the Darth Vader instead of the Anakin. Right. You know, <laughs> so and if those of you who don't get the Star Wars reference, shame on you. You need to go watch it. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, also give a shout out to TNC Sports Talk with Justin. Uh, he's flying solo right now. Yeah. And for his new show, that's actually still on the TNC Sports Talk brand. It's called The Throw In. And he's, he's doing really well with that. Uh, if you've never heard Justin, Justin is actually has a really, really good voice for mm-hmm. podcasts. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I could definitely see that show him going, you know, going, doing a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, Me too. Oh yeah. I mean, he's driven, he wants to succeed and, uh, and you can super friendly guy too, you know, which is always good. Um, and, and of course I got to give a shout out to, True crime cast and bless their hearts, uh, just because they're just two great non wrestling podcasts, but they're wrestling right. fans, especially Jamie. He's a big wrestling fan, and they're friends, <coughs> with, they are friends with Chris Jericho. Yep. So, but so we suggested Vince step down. Next day, Vince stepped down. Now, I'm not saying that we're the reason behind it, but I am going to say that it's got to be more than just a coincidence. Yeah. Cause I mean, we suggested that on our Thursday show and then Friday morning, I see on Twitter that he had stepped down and you texted me and I was like, wow. Um, yeah, well, I mean about time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like I said, for those who aren't really in the know, uh, even though you should be because, this has been uh, on like every major news outlet, you know, you know, not just wrestling news. I mean, I saw it on the headline of like all the news apps I have on my phone. Yeah. You know, and we're talking competing news apps. I have Fox News and CNN. Yeah. Both on there. Um, I now it my British apps, it didn't pop up on there because I think I need to redownload them uh, because I, uh, my phone, I have a set to where if you don't look at an app, after a while, it, after like, I think it's like two weeks or a month, it'll automatically put it back in the cloud. Oh, <laughs> so it saves space, you. which is fine. Uh, but first thing that popped up was on the Wall Street Journal. I mean, out of definitely a, not a wrestling yeah. thing. I mean, but they are a business thing. And they're like, hey, there's these allegations going against Mr. Yeah. Man. Well, and, I mean, the Wall Street Journal was the one who broke the story. And mm-hmm. You know, they're not affiliated with wrestling other than like stock prices. So, you know. Yeah. And well, I was going to check the stock price. Never mind, the stock market was closed today. 
<laughs> so yep, actually, yep. I can still check the price, but because uh, I don't know what it did Friday uh, after Vince McMahon stepped down. But and then Friday, there was other news that also popped in there, and it was about some of the board of directors. Yeah. Because there were some, uh, they're, they're now being investigated. Not only is Vince McMahon being investigated, uh, the board is being investigated uh, for security violations as far, you know, because yep. of some misappropriation of funds there. Yep. And all related to yeah. this $3 million hush money that Vince yeah. allegedly yeah. paid off uh, this lady he was having an affair with and then passed on to John Laronitis. Uh, I mean, that's called human trafficking. Which is just disgusting in itself. Just, I mean, well, John Laurinaitis, he's kind of disgusting. Well, he's gross, but yeah, I mean, just the the fact if the, if it's true that, oh well, you know, I'm just going to pass this human being over to you know uh, yeah. the next guy. It's like, uh... and now it's come out that Vince and Linda, I mean, Linda moved out of the house, mm-hmm. you know, the mansion, the estate, whatever they live on you know, months ago, that's now come out. They're not divorced, not separated. And she's going to get half because they built oh, yeah. it together. We, you know, we established that last week. Yeah. And, but now, yeah, it's the misuse of fiduciary funds was, but they were using stockholder money to, for yeah. his payoff. It's like Vince, you are a billionaire. $3 million. If you were a billionaire, it's nothing. It's nothing. That's less than a percent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. And, you know, he used that stockholder funds to pay off his mistress to get her to be quiet. And then she decided to not be quiet. You know, or at least, I mean, I don't well, know. How. Well, and the thing is, it, it was a friend of hers that leaked it. Oh, so we, it we wasn't have, her. So she's got Linda Tripp. Pretty much. Um, also, this is not, it has also come out that this is not the first non disclosure agreement that Vince has, you know, that oh. Vince has had people sign, has had women sign in the past. This is not the first non disclosure order uh, agreement. We oh. just don't know the amounts that were, that were paid. Um, if I, if I'm the board of directors of a publicly traded global wrestling company with the eyes of the world on every single thing we do, Vince McMahon would go home. He would not be involved in anything wrestling WWE related until this investigation is over. Because by, by them, by them allowing him to still do his day-to-day job as far as the booking and as far as the creative for the shows. To me, that is just spitting in the face of what the, of these allegations, just like him showing up on SmackDown Friday night. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, Kyle, you know, the former co-host Kyle, he actually sent me a text and it was absolutely disgusting him that Vince was showing up. Oh yeah, it disgusted you know, me. I was like, when I when I saw on Twitter that Vince McMahon was going to be on SmackDown, he was going to open the show. It's like, 
why it's like are you just that tone deaf that you do not realize what is happening or are you that tone deaf that you don't care what is happening because i know me personally if i had those kind of allegations swarming around me i'm not going to pop up on worldwide television and act like nothing's going on he came out there <laughs> cut this weird promo basically just reiterating the tagline that they're using now, you know, then now forever and together said, welcome to SmackDown and then wandered off backstage. You know what I think that is, honestly, that is a flip off to everybody. He's saying, I will do what I want to do. Yeah. And now granted, he's been doing that for a while anyway, um, by not listening to the fans, not listening to agents he just doing what he wants because it's his show and he is not paying attention to, okay, there for a while, every raw was the worst in the last one. Yeah. I mean, worst ratings were, I mean, just everything. And, and it was a trend every single week. I mean, it was just downhill and course COVID hit I mean and of course COVID is one of the things you know can't help what happened I no. mean it affected everybody but then the layoffs started yeah and the releases started and I Vince if you want to know how to save money and I get I mean they had to do everything in the in the Thunderdome which was I mean it was interesting you know I got on TV a couple times but yeah, it was it was a letdown. though, I'll be honest. I mean, <laughs> um, but even though the network itself, for a consumer, is one of the greatest things ever, for them, they lost a lot of money on it. Yeah, and I'm not saying raise the prices on the um, on the network, even though I don't think it would be a business wise. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. You know, if it went up like a dollar, I don't think that anybody would. Even if they raised it to what, because we were paying 10 bucks a month for WWE Network. Mm -hmm. They switched to Peacock. Peacock is, the basic Peacock is free. Premium Peacock is only five bucks a month. Mm -hmm. So really we're getting WWE Network on Peacock for five bucks less than we were. So if they were to raise it to $10, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Hmm. So I just got a weird. Oh, I got a. Speaking of Spreaker, I got it. I just got a weird alert. It. I had it going to the wrong card. <laughs> it just got. I was like, oh shoot! It just got declined. I got it going to the wrong card. That was why. Oh. That, okay. that was supposed to be temporary. Not. Uh, that was supposed to set it to my PayPal. But anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, I got to go change that. Um, <laughs> the next day we make it shut off like real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Saving money by cutting payroll is not a good look. No, especially when you're not taking a pay cut. Right. I mean, none of the McMahon family took any kind of pay cuts, but, you know, between layoffs and releases, you know, more than a hundred people were affected by this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, it's just, it, it's a bad look when the multimillionaires and the billionaire are over mm -hmm. here but we we have to cost cut you know we got to keep costs down 
So we're going to release a hundred people. And they did. I mean, it, it was actually uh, all said and done. It was, it was a little over a hundred people mm-hmm. that they cut. I mean, some of them were, were in NXT. I don't agree with them cutting them necessarily, but some of them were not very well known. Others though were very well known. Yeah. And it just kind of makes me wonder now because they've also, they're going back to, Hey, rinse, leather, repeat, rinse, leather, repeat. What's the SummerSlam main event? Yeah. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. Again. Uh, Dave Meltzer had, I saw it on uh, TikTok earlier. Dave Meltzer was talking about how repetitive this is. Um, They have wrestled four times at WrestleMania. Twice God, at SummerSlam. It has been four times. That Yeah. Four times at WrestleMania, twice oh. at SummerSlam, once at the Greatest Royal Rumble, uh, once at a B pay-per-view, and then and now they're wrestling at SummerSlam again. And I mean, I'll be there live and I'm sure the atmosphere will be amazing. But I still would have rather seen and this is not Randy Orton's fault that he's out with a back injury. No. You know, and that's why Roman's been slotted. That's why Brock has been slotted in because Randy's going to be out. They're talking about out for the rest of the year because of this back injury. He may have to have some type of uh, minor surgery. Mm. Um, so I was telling, I was telling Hope, I was telling my wife the other day that this is the WWE problem. I said, people always want to complain that Tony Khan hires everybody who becomes a free agent he does but now with all the injuries and everything in aew he's able to slot other people in there mm-hmm. and keep his product moving with really no stutter steps or anything just he because he has the talent to put in the place he is also they also have a ton of stars to slot into that spe- into those spaces when somebody goes down with an injury WWE does not have that because they've, they've one, released so many people. They've gutted their roster that they don't have those stars to slot into those places. And they don't build new stars. They just rely on the ones that they already had. And Which, all you've got, and on the male side, all they've got left right now, you've got Brock Lesnar, you've got Seth Rollins, you've got Drew McIntyre. Cody's out. You know, Cody's probably out till next year. Who else do you have? They're wasting Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley should definitely, yeah. really, it should be Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam wrestling yeah. Roman Reigns for the title. Instead, they're going to try to, they're using Bobby Lashley to get Austin Theory over after they put put the United States title on Austin Theory. Uh, but they don't have anybody to, they haven't built any stars, so all they've got left is they've got to make that call to Brock and be like, well, we're, we're FedExing you a check. We need you to come to work. Yeah. And it's... I don't want to see Brock and Roman again. Most people don't want to see Brock and Roman again. Doesn't no. matter what the what the outcome is. And and I know, like you said, they got desperate. They're, yeah. they're hot shot. And they're playing on tilt. Yep. And that, as a wrestling fan, I mean, and obviously, you know, we... We've been watching the 
the WWF, you know, later WWE, since, you know, the mid-80s. Yeah. And it, we watched it go from the, what was, it was bigger than the other one, to all of a sudden it was the only company. Uh-huh. And now it's got competition. And we've seen it go through ups and downs, ups and downs. And right now, I'm just kind of worried about, or, you know, concerned, rather, that, you know, this is, they're going to take a big hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm just trying to think about how can it, because they kept going to the same well too many times, mm-hmm. you know, same well for the matches, same yep. well for the, the agents, because, yep. I mean, think about this. Bruce Pritchard was an agent, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah. Bruce Pritchard was an agent during the Attitude Era. Yeah. You know, and, and he, actually, he was an agent 30 years ago because, yeah. I mean, he was Brother Love. Brother Love is a character that came out about 30 years, over, a little over 30 uh-huh. years ago. Yep. And, you know, um, John Laurinaitis, I mean, of course, we know John Laurinaitis, you know, he's been WCW, WWE, WC, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's been around the game for a while. He's, every, anytime somebody talks about bad ideas and somebody who it, it just went crazy with their ideas, they always mention Vince Russo. And I get why, because Vince Russo had some absolute stinkers. He had some good ones, but he also, he's known for his absolute stinker ideas. Yeah. John Laurinaitis was not quite Vince Russo, but he also has had some pretty bad ideas, and his were long-lasting bad ideas. Which the demons, yeah, because Vince Russo wasn't Vince Russo was the he was in charge of the storylines. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, he did have some bad storylines. He did have some bad ideas. But John Laurinaitis is in charge of talent relations, mm-hmm. and you know literally the hiring and firing of people is up to John. A lot of it is up to John Laurinaitis. And it's like, look at some of the decisions that he's made. And it's like, you can't, like you said, you can't go back to that. Well, because that well's dry and closed up, but you got to, you got to move on to something else. And I think now, I mean, they're, yeah, they've kind of had their, um, their hand forced. Um, but now they need to really look at, okay, we've been recycling, recycling, recycling. And the, the audiences were already growing smaller. Look mm-hmm. at money in the bank. They were going to do an Allegiant stadium and it got moved. Yeah. Because they couldn't fill it. They couldn't fill it. And uh, you know uh, that okay. WrestleMania Seven was supposed to be held in the they well they were going to try to hold it in the Los Angeles uh, Coliseum there. Yeah, they had to move it because of say, well there were bomb threats. No, nope, it was no. low ticket sales. Yeah, low ticket sales, and they've come the same thing now. Um, sorry, I'm actually it's the other podcast. I got the. I put it in the wrong card. Sorry. I'm, I'm no doing this problem. while I'm talking with you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't want them to cancel it. Uh, but if they're trying to fool people by trying to make them think that, well, 
you know, we're, the reason for this is all these other reasons besides people are losing interest in the fight. Money in the Bank was not a stadium pay-per-view anyway. No. Money in the Bank is a smaller venue pay-per-view because it lends more to the atmosphere of a smaller, you know, a smaller arena than, you know, that's mm-hmm. not, no, you get a, you know, it's not a, a stadium pay-per-view. I mean, here, I think- my, my issue is they need to quit with the whole stadium thing. Yes. Go back to the smaller arenas. I think yes. they would have that. They would one. They would have sellouts because they mm-hmm. would go into smaller arenas. They would, you know, the. I feel like the atmosphere in the arena would be better because it is a sellout. It is smaller. You're not having all of your crowd noise and all of your, you know, wrestling noise go up. Go the, up. Yes. Yeah. Just go up because all the sound goes up in the stadium. So you're not hearing a lot of what's going on. And they're just now they're just trying to hit attendance records for all these stadiums. And it's like us wrestling fans do not care anything about attendance records. Especially when, okay, WrestleMania sets attendance records. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. You ask any not yet and ask any non wrestling fan. Name a WrestleMania event or wrestling event. They'll say WrestleMania. WrestleMania. WrestleMania sells itself. Yeah. You know, they might know the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble is fun to watch. Uh, to me, I mean, I, I like the Rumble better than SummerSlam. I like it, definitely like it better than Survivor Series. Yep, I agree. And if they want an example of you want to see what happens when you get inside a closed, um, like enclosed place, go to the Ludlow Theater when the NWF has an event there. Right. The energy level is just, it's un, it's immeasurable. And in fact, I mean, it's so, the energy level, so my son's actually afraid of the place. <laughs> so, well, he's afraid of the bathrooms, but. I mean, look at the uh, Hammerstein Ballroom when ECW mm-hmm. used to used to be there. That atmosphere was incredible. Yeah. Oh, but. No, but I mean, there, you know, we got record profits. We would release people up. We're now we're trying to sell stadiums. They were not going to sell out of state. Tr- and here's the thing, too. You know, everybody wants to talk about, you know, well, AEW's not doing the ratings that WWE is. Okay, AEW's three years old. They're holding consistent ratings. Mm-hmm. Their network is ha- extremely happy with their ratings. But here's the thing. The rating system as it is now is the most antiquated thing in television. The Nielsen rating system is so out of date that it does the, with with streaming and you know DVR and things like that. The Nielsen rating system is not an accurate gauge of how many people are watching a particular program. It hasn't been in a very long time. No. So I, I don't get these people that harp on, well, WWE is doing this rating. Yeah, WWE used to do, when, even after, not talking about the Attitude Era, because nobody's going to hit those type of ratings. I mean, they were doing no. like, you know, they were doing incredible ratings, you know, during the, during the Attitude Era. But even after that, during like the Ruthless Aggression Era, they were still doing like 3 million, 4 million viewers a show. And now mm-hmm. they're like, 
lucky if they're like hitting a million and a half for raw which is the flagship show that the entire company has been built off of since 1993 you know the good thing about having a computer right beside me um is i can actually go look at this stuff without actually (laughs) (laughs) okay wwe television ratings um okay let's see I mean, sometimes they'll hit two or a little over two, but it's it's not consistent like it used to be because the product is not consistent like it used to be. They are, wow. The last time they had an increase in ratings was 16 May. From 6 June to 13 June, they dropped 187,000. From 30 May to, uh, to 6 June, they dropped 370,000. Um, drop two hundred thirty thousand. Drop six thousand. Uh, sixteen May and nine May, they went up eighty four thousand and seventy one thousand respectively. But I mean, it's been drop, drop, drop. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. Um, and I know they can figure out why. Not all of them are stupid. No. And well, yeah, not all of them are stupid, and and they know why but they still have it in their head that they are the only game in town because they don't want to acknowledge that wrestling, professional wrestling as a whole has passed WWE by. Yes. Uh, because they become too formulaic. We've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and actually Ted, the hillbilly hill, he's actually, he's kind of made a joke about, um, Oh yeah. They all have that tope suicida. Yeah. Because Every match is going to have at least one person who can do them. Now, whether they will or not, I don't know. But there for a while, yeah. I mean, every match had the same spots. Yeah, yeah the Tope Ciocita, and you had the the dive to the outside with the crowd of people. Yeah, around. who just happened to be right there. You got to be yeah. by the entrance too, because you got to have room. Yeah, and it's you got to be by the entrance, or you got to be over here by the timekeeper's table. And. I said before, I still remember the first time I saw on TV somebody jump over the top rope. Mm-hmm. And it was a Mexican wrestler, not the Lucha Libre. Yeah. But it was Manny Fernandez. Right. Yeah. He was one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day. And he ran, he jumped, dove over the top mm-hmm. rope. And I, it was, well, they didn't really have like the entrances. Remember, they used yeah. to kind of walk through the crowd and yeah. step over the little metal barrier yep. to, mm-hmm. you know and you know so i mean he dove on whoever it was i mean i think it was like black bard i don't know and you know i thought that was one of the coolest things i'd ever seen and now it's like every match they do it and they're waiting for them and yeah. so if you because they're treating it like it's a circus act and right exactly yep. yeah i mean i will only go watch Somebody walk across the tightrope so many times before I get bored. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm thing. only gonna I'm only gonna go watch Circus Soleil once. Yeah, I um, mean, now granted, Circus Soleil. I mean, that they are kind of impressive. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are impressive, but I mean, it's like I your analogy is spot on because it's like I don't want to see the same thing. And, and people talk about other wrestling mm-hmm. companies that you know, do high spots or do whatever, but they're innovative and they do, they change it up. They do different things. It's like, yes, 
from from the spots in the ring to the booking, WWE is extremely predictable. I mean, we've sat here texting, watching a pay per view, <laughs> yep. and have been telling each other what they're about to do, and they did exactly what we said because they do it every match, every single match. Yeah, and the, w, the WWE way that all these wrestlers are taught is one way, and it's everybody has to do it one way, and that makes for very boring pro wrestling well our friend trey actually sent me a message the other day on facebook messenger and he was actually asking me what i thought about the whole vince mcmahon thing and uh what i what i think was gonna happen and, and for those of you who don't know trey i mean he's uh you know he's a friend of ours he's a very big wrestling fan mm-hmm. and my he said hey with the situation happening in wwe and vince stepping down for a bit what do you think will happen with all this I said, hey, Trey, I said, honestly, I think Vince is done with WWE now. The company will go through some changes, but it won't fold. There will be new people in charge who won't be part of the McMahon family along with other new personnel. I said, the company has been in need for an overhaul for a while now anyway. Maybe now is a good time to do it. Yeah. I mean, and. But, yeah, to now, now is as good a time as there's ever going to be for that overhaul. But that board of directors is going to have to get a backbone and stand up to Vince McMahon. And tell him go home. Well, not only that, but well, go the board home. of directors—they're also being investigated. Yeah, they're also being investigated. But I mean, Vince McMahon needs to go home. He doesn't need to be involved in the day-to-day operations of the company, especially when they're under several different investigations. With with him at the head of, with him being the focal point of the investigations, yeah. go home. Go. Like Frodo told Sam, go, yeah, go home. home. <laughs> um, we've, been, we've been joking, making a lot of Lord of the Rings jokes in my house here lately. <laughs> That's why. Because you well, saw the picture my wife posted on Facebook of yeah. my son. Yeah. Anyway, well, here's go ahead. the thing, too. Look at even their booking. You have Ronda Rousey as a SmackDown Women's Champion. Who is the logical? Who Who is the logical? And I say logical because that does not apply with WWE booking. <laughs> Who is the logical number? Who is the logical challenger to Ronda Rousey on that SmackDown roster? On SmackDown, mm-hmm. I'd have to look and see what the roster is. I don't even know anymore. I mean, that's how it should be. Shayna Baszler. Okay, yeah, you their, know what? His, their history alone is the story. That could easily turn into a shoot fight in the ring. Yes, and. The story's already told. They have this history. They're best friends. Rhonda's been handed everything since she's walked into the company. Shayna's has has been given nothing since she's come to the main roster. Shayna wants the title. Mm-hmm. There's your story. Instead, that's it. That's, that's that's it. That's the tweet right there. That's it. That's the tweet. That's it. That's the statement. <laughs> that's because it. that's how easy it is to build that story. You have two legitimate fighters. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about big match feel? There you go, right there. But instead, Natalia is wrestling Shayna is wrestling uh, Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Title at Money in the Bank. We know Natalia. Natalia is great. She's a great professional wrestler. But we also know that her time as a champion is long past. They're not going to make her Ooh. the focal point of, of the women's division. She is the gatekeeper. She is there to get other people over. 
therein lies another problem. Natalia should not be having to get Ronda Rousey over because Ronda should have been over before they put the belt before on her. Before they put the belt on her, not the other way around. Exactly. And because the way so they what do, do they it, do to Shayna Baszler? Shayna Baszler's not even in the Money in the Bank ladder match because they had Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez, who was Raquel Gonzalez in NXT. They had her beat her on SmackDown this past Friday night. Nothing against Raquel Rodriguez because I like her. I liked her work in NXT. I, I think they should have left her as the the cool, you know, tough chick that she was at NXT, not the not the grinning baby face that she is on uh, SmackDown. But they never should have had her beat Shayna Baszler. Not yet. She is. She's just. Not- she's only. She's been there a couple of months. Shayna should have beat her. Should have been in the ma- match. Actually. Shayna Baszler should be in that match and should win that match. But instead, Shayna's not even in it, and Natalia's getting the title shot, and everybody knows going in, Ronda's going to beat Natalia. That's just it. I I mean, I feel for Natalia. Natalia's like, she's never held the women's title, has she? Yeah, she was SmackDown she Women's Champion. Okay, she was Divas. She was Divas Champion back when they had that one, and then she beat Naomi for the SmackDown Women's Title. I think I can't remember which. I know it was at SummerSlam, but I don't remember the year. Okay, I mean, because I mean, even though I was like, that's kind of hard to believe because like every everybody has held the world title at one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. I may I may have even held it one time. <laughs> I mean, at least I do have a world title. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you're right. Your person who is going to be your champion should already be over. And yeah. I get Ronda Rousey. I mean, yeah, now she is legitimately tough. We know that because yeah. she was the what the welterweight champion in USC. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, and and for those of you who's going home, and you may have to correct me on this. It was not the women's welterweight champion. It was the welterweight yeah, champion. It was just the welterweight champion. Yeah, because they don't, they don't like put the dividers up. No. Um, now, if a man is that light and he wants to go fight Ronda Rousey, well, I mean, we'll we'll sell tickets to his funeral. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but if a woman who wants to go challenge the heavyweight champion in UFC, yeah, go for it. <laughs> you yeah. know, So. Uh, but WWE, the formula they've been going on, and they could say, "Well, look, we're we're selling all these tickets, selling all these tickets." Are you? Yeah, are you? Because mm. we've seen several examples of where large parts of arenas have been tarped off because they can't fill the seats. Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. the mecca, I mean, the the yes. the one place that WWE was always guaranteed to sell out, which they did for decades, sold mm-hmm. out the garden. They can't even sell out Madison Square Garden now. And there's a reason why Madison Square Garden was the site of the first WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It was the site of SummerSlam for quite a while. Yeah, it's, it's been the, the Rumble has been there, I want to say at least twice. Yep, uh, the Rumble has been there. Um WrestleMania 20 was there. WrestleMania 10. WrestleMania 10. 
SummerSlam 98, Survivor Series 2002. Oh, see, I, I wasn't even, see, I, I didn't even mention Survivor Series because I wasn't yep. sure if they yep. had any of them there. Yep, Survivor Series 2002 was Madison Square Garden. And, you know, it used to be every title change in the WWF and then later the WWF, they all took place in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yep. When Hogan beat the Iron Sheik, it was in the garden. When yeah. the Iron Sheik beat Backlund, in the garden. When Backlund yep. beat Superstar Graham, in the garden. You know, when Ivan Koloff beat Bruno San Martino. Yeah. In the garden, left the crowd speechless. Yeah. When, I mean, when Bruno won his championships, they were in the garden. In the garden. For them to not be a sellout, you know, Vince, you should have pulled the emergency lever a long time ago mm-hmm. and said, look around what, you know, we can't keep doing this because if you, if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, you know, well, when it comes to a business like that, you can't be formulaic like that because now you're trying to do the same thing, trying to do the same thing, but yet everything's mm-hmm. going down. Yep. yep. And I don't know. It just, uh, and this latest thing with the allegations against Vince and John Laurinaitis, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't know him personally. And, okay. and members of the board of directors. And members of the board of directors. It just makes me, uh, and like I told you, I mean, I don't think the company's going to fold, you know, it's going to take a huge hit. Oh yeah. It's going to take a huge hit. And I mean, it's going to take a bigger hit than it did back in 93 with the steroid trial. Yeah. It's going to take a bigger hit. These are, I mean, honestly, these are a lot worse allegations than those were. And honestly, I don't want to see WWE fold. I like WWE. I know people listen to our podcast and they probably think, that I can't stand WWE. I am very critical because I know how good it has been. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be that good again. I want to enjoy watching WWE. I don't want to, it to be a chore to watch an episode of Raw or an episode yeah. of SmackDown or a premium live event. Now, it's getting to be, it's a chore to watch the, the pay-per-views. I want to have those. I want to get those goosebumps when I watch stuff from WWE, like I like I get when I watch New Japan or Impact or AEW or GCW. All of those companies, you know, they just the excitement level is so high. With you can tell the talent is able to the talent they're having the time of their life because they're able to go out and show exactly what they're capable of doing. They're not being held down by scripted promos or a confining type of wrestling that they're supposed to, this one tunnel vision type wrestling that they're supposed to do. They're able to be creative and be innovative and show what they're capable of doing. And it makes for an exciting program. While with WWE, their wrestlers are so micromanaged with everything that a lot of times it just feels like they're going through the motions or they're just going from spot to spot because it's like WWE thinks they're too big to be innovative. And they also think they're too big to fail. Yeah. WCW and those are always the companies that fail or the mm-hmm. ones that think they're too big to fail. 
WCW thought they were too big to fail. Oh, yeah. WCW thought they were untouchable mm-hmm. and ended up, I mean, honestly, if the allegations are true, Vince McMahon paid more, paid more hush money to his mistress than he paid for WCW. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, but I am going to kind of move on to other news stories right now because unfortunately, speaking of WWE, lost not one, but two legendary referees this week. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, Dave Hepner. Yep. Know, um, and, you know, of course, everybody knows Dave Hepner, you know, him and his twin brother, Earl, mm-hmm. you know, long, long time WWE. Uh, they were they were both in WWE for a very long time. Uh, they have not been affiliated with the WWE for a while now, uh, but they were still doing a lot of independent shows. And they would, as far as I know, they were doing like meet and greets and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then also Tim White. And this is like within a couple of days of each other. We lost yeah. both of them. Yeah. And Tim White was known, besides being a referee, he was kind of Andre the Giants, kind of his personal assistant there for a while. Yeah. He was kind of, yeah. And he he helped Andre get you know all of his accommodations and everything. And they said him and Andre were like really good friends. I've seen a mm-hmm. lot of uh, like Big E posted on Twitter how good of a friend him and you know Tim White were. Tim White, you know, he was a lot of times he was in charge of getting you know the wrestlers, different wrestlers' accommodations and things. Um, everybody's spoken extremely high of him. Um, Brian Hepner, Earl Hepner's son, mm-hmm. uh, was referees in Impact Wrestling. Uh, he, him, and Earl were on Slammiversary last night and uh, paid tribute to um, Dave Hepner and Tim White. And um, Brian Hepner said he is taking time away from refereeing. Of course, you know he was close it. with I mean... he was close with Tim. His uncle died, just died, and. He's probably just he's been refereeing a long time too. He probably just needs some time away. Can't really blame him. Yeah, and I've seen, you know, Flair, he he also tweeted something about mm-hmm. it. And because I'll say what you want about Rick Flair, and, and we've said a lot, but when it comes to like the personal relationships in wrestling, I mean he's the first one to, you know Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll tell you how great somebody is or something, even if it's somebody you know, because he said it before somebody you know, he doesn't really like, yeah, but he will still, he gives credit where credit's due. Yep. And with Tim White and Earl Hebner, I mean, there was no such thing as a dislike. So, I mean, he had quite a lot of good things to say about both. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that just seems weird thing because Tim White, he also had the, um, the thing at WrestleMania 2000, that was the one where they had the, like 80 man battle for the hardcore belt. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, was it crash Holly one, but it was supposed to be hardcore or vice versa. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to be hardcore. Actually. No. Uh, crash was supposed to keep it. Crash was supposed to win at the end, but there was something off. Hardcore hit Taz with a jar of candy. Went for the pin. Crash was supposed to break it up, I believe, and then pin Taz and walk out as champion. 
and there was a miscommunication and hardcore ended up winning. And Tim White, I mean, yeah, uh, he, um, he took, and he took the blame for it. I mean, and mm-hmm. he actually, he, you know, he owned it. Yeah. Um, and then they turned it into, they actually turned it into an angle and he actually, so he kind of turned a negative into a positive. Yeah. You know, so, uh, that's just another, one. I mean, he's hard to believe, you know, he's no longer going to be with us. Hard to believe Earl Hebner is going to, you know, no longer be with us. Right. And, um, you know, our, definitely our, our condolences and our thoughts, prayers go out to the families of both these men. Uh, and speaking of Slammiversary, man, I need to somehow watch this show because apparently it was a great show. Hi, Big Mama. Hi. Where's your wallet? <laughs> we have a run in. She, she just hit Joylin with a chair. Yeah, she came to get money. <laughs> See? Money in the bank. <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but yeah slammiversary and this is actually something else i was telling Dwayne before the show started someone we've actually interviewed on our show just really just a couple months ago was actually yep. at was part of slammiversary and that was yep. wildcat chris harris yeah um him and he, james storm came out um of course you know they were the, the classic tag team of amw america's most wanted back in the early days of tna um, and they were at Slammiversary. Um, another NWF alumni, uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Yep. Who is not only the um, never open weight champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, him and Luke Gallows uh, won the Impact World Tag Team titles last night. Okay, I did the, see that. They beat the Briscoes. So Carl Anderson is the double champion. Uh, you know who else was at the show? Um, AJ, AJ that's Styles. right. He was, yep. yeah, because he, he he thanked WWE for allowing him to, you know, to do that. And I think that is, you know, kind of cool to, for them to do that. And yeah, and not really. From as far as we know, they didn't really expect anything in return. Right. You know, it just meant a lot to AJ because I mean he really built himself in Impact. Yeah, that, I mean that's what you know. That's how, I mean, I know a lot of people watched him in the early days of Ring of Honor, but people that didn't watch Ring of Honor or any other independent organization, TNA was where people first saw AJ Styles. TNA is where he made his name. That's where he became a household name was TNA. And that also makes me kind of wonder, well, WWE, take advantage of this relationship that you have with impact mm-hmm. because first i mean mickey james yeah showing up at the rumble well we knew i mean it was announced beforehand by the way guys don't don't do that let us let it be a surprise I yeah mean, let it be a surprise that would have been amazing if the, yes if her if her her if her music had a hit and she would have walked out with the impact world you know in women's world title yep. but instead they had to announce it almost a month before the show so again just poor booking on their part but hey dude we're throwing you a surprise party (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly oh oh wwe what are we going to do with you oh but 
that would be very advantageous for them to actually build a relationship with, with another company, uh, especially one because one thing about this before AEW started, Impact was the number two company. Yep. Mm-hmm. And AEW started out at number two. Yeah. I mean, and I never heard anybody have the debate of, well, I like Impact. I, you know, I like TNA Impact. Well, I like WWE. Therefore, we can't be friends. You know, and some people are trying to do that today with WWE and AEW. And what did Dwayne and I always say? We like wrestling. Exactly. We like wrestling. It doesn't matter what company it is. People just, I see it all over Twitter, people fighting constantly over WWE is better, AEW is better, blah, 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 blah. Just watch what you like. I mean, if you like, mm-hmm. if you like the WWE product, okay, then watch it. If yeah. you don't, then watch something else. There's tons of wrestling out there for you to yes. watch. Just, it doesn't take much to find it. I mean, no, could... it doesn't. There's I mean, honestly, I feel like there's more wrestling out there for you to watch now than there probably ever has been. Yes. And I would definitely ag- agree with that. I'd even say the, the volume was probably there in the past. Mm-hmm. The ability to watch it yes. from our living room in our offices yes. was not there back then. Now no, it is. I mean, you don't have to hunt for it. I mean, go on YouTube, click in a professional wrestling company name. You're going to find matches you can watch. Mm-hmm. I just found uh, several matches that I'm going to try to check out in the next few days from the AAA organization in Mexico. They had their big show, which is called Triple Mania. It's their, it was Triple Mania 30. And for, from what I've read, they had some amazing matches on that show. Several of those matches have been uploaded to YouTube. It, I mean, it's so easy to go find really good wrestling. And how often do you and I send each other links, you know, or tag each other on Twitter or Facebook, dude, check out this move, check out yes. this check. I mean, and these are like, I, sometimes I don't even know what the company is. Yeah. Did I send you the one of Jack Evans? Uh, it was uh, from GCW this past weekend. He, he under rotated on the 450. Yes. Um, yeah, they said he I, was temporarily paralyzed, but I've, I've read that he's doing better. I'm trying to think, did you send it to me or did you tag me? Or I, I know I saw it. I thought I sent you the link to it because I saw, I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, he under rotated and came down like uh, the TikTok. There it is. Yes, it came down on the crown of his head, and it's like, oh, ow. And yeah, that, okay, that was GCW. You can actually see the uh, the logo on the mat. Yeah. But I mean, there's other ones where you see just random people and they're doing, sometimes we're like, dude, this move is incredible. Or yeah, dude, he shouldn't have tried that move. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I mean, some stuff shouldn't be tried, but there are a lot of independent shows out there and these wrestlers are doing amazing things. That's why Steve and I always say, promote your local, promote independent wrestling. And Real quick story, speaking of independent wrestling, um, my next door neighbor, all right, they were there talking with them uh, Saturday night, and they had a friend of theirs over, you know, and, we, you know, I met him, you know, we're just sitting there chit-chatting, and I was actually wearing, you know, one of the armchair booking t-shirts, mm-hmm. and and so he's like, yeah, um, he said, yeah, I have a friend of mine, you know, he told me his name, and he said, and his brother, his daughter wrestles, 
but and he had already said the last name and i said i'm talking about riley he's like yeah you know her i'm like yeah yeah i said i saw riley's very first match i said i was actually her very very first person to ever interview her i said riley's awesome yeah which she is i mean dude we need to get her back on the show because when she starts making that big big money oh, you know yeah. she's going to be in in like even more demand because she yeah, just she, won a championship um here oh, recently the, yeah the um I think it's like the big time wrestling or so. It was that's what I was of, thinking. It was yeah. big time wrestling. Yeah. Um. Well, I thought she, she had actually already won that one, but maybe she won another one. I'll have to ask her. Yeah. But we need to get her back in the show because yeah, just to kind of track because you missed her first interview because that was yeah. like a last minute when Roger said he hit me up and he's like, "Hey, can you interview Riley Matthews tonight?" Sure. <laughs> you know, I hit you up and yeah. I mean, it was so late. I was like, uh, "Dude, can you make it?" And you're like. Oh, it's yeah. Be, I don't, you know, you had something going on that you couldn't get out of. I mean, yeah. Um, okay, that sounded kind of bad. You already had an obligation, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, um, but just to see how far her career has gone, you know, just in this short amount of time, I mean, you know, to win the PG, PGWA Rookie of the Year, you know, which that, I mean, that floored her, um, mm-hmm. because she was not expecting that. And you can tell, I mean, um, and now she's got, you know, she's got gold and she's wrestled in Canada. She's going into Texas. She's going to North Carolina, uh, you know, yep. of course, Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana, uh, and all these other places. And she's just lighting it up. Yeah. And she's only 19. I know it's crazy. I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, she, she's going plays barring catastrophe, yeah. you know, and, um, as unfortunately catastrophes do happen. Uh, oh yeah, she's definitely going to be big. Oh yeah. And, but I just thought that was so funny that, you know, it was just, a yeah. you know, next door neighbor, it was uh, just a friend of theirs that they've known since high school. Well, he happens to know Riley's, um, dad and he's like one of her uncle's really good friends. Yeah. You know? So, um, I just thought that was pretty neat. So, but I, I need to message Riley and say, Hey, I met a friend of your dad's the other night, <laughs> <laughs> but he was over there hanging out at my next door neighbor's house. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I was trying to think of any, any kind of other news besides, you know, of course the big thing about Vince and, uh, um, yeah, the and, only other thing that I had, I can't remember if I mentioned it already was, um, Rhea Ripley being pulled from the raw women's championship match at money in the bank. Um, don't know. I know she had some dental repair done a few weeks ago. I don't know if that's the issue or not, but. Yeah, she's not. We're not going to get uh, Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. Oh man, I'd now. love to see that match too. Me too. And uh, so I don't know who is going to take her place. Um, but yeah, that's another. And I mean, that's unfortunate. I mean, of course, you know, it's not ballet. Injuries happen. But not ballet, sister. <laughs> that's, that's a Jim Cornette. <laughs> Oh, but other than that, I haven't seen. I don't know if anything else is going on on Twitter or haven't got any notifications recently. Uh, so money in the bank is in two weeks or a little little less than two weeks. Um, let me see what matches they have. Oh, well, they've already announced apparently who's going to be fighting Bianca now. Who is it? Carmella. Um, oh, 
I just, how do you go? <laughs> I don't know. How do you, hmm. I, I, okay. Oh, but you know what? The Usos and the Street Profits. Now that, that's going to be, be a good match. That should be an excellent match. Yes. I am looking forward to that one. Here's my thing. Yes. Carmella is a former SmackDown women's champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is a she has got she has improved tremendously. She is a good wrestler. But that is not going to translate. That is not going to be I don't see that being a very good match. I don't either. And and I think partly because and it's not anything against uh Carmella or the lady behind Carmella, you mm-hmm. know, the person. But she's been given some bad gimmicks. Yes. She really has. The whole thing where she's wearing a thing to protect her face. Yeah. That, which is not protective at all because all it was is. It was like a sock. Yeah. A cloth mask. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's like. And here's the thing. It's another thing. Somebody gets hurt. You do not have a legitimate contender to put in that place because you gutted your roster. So, oh. you know. So Carmella, who has been in the 24-7 championship scene, all of a sudden now is the number one contender for the women's world title? Who else? I mean... Makes no sense at all. Let's see. The women's ladder in the bank, or ladder in the bank, money in the bank ladder match. Lacey Evans, Lexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez versus Asuka or Becky Lynch versus Aliyah or Shotzi. Or t- what? Okay, they had this all set up all kind of weird. There's a lot of people going to be in that match. Uh, the men's Seth Rollins. I don't. I, I'm not going to give him that stupid nickname. Yeah, I'm Drew, not doing that. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. I um, love the character work that he's doing right now, but I'm not doing that nickname. I'm not doing the nickname. No, Drew McIntyre. Omo. Okay. Almost almost in there. Yes, he is seven foot four, legitimate. He's just gonna Here's walk in. Thing. He's not even gonna fight. He's just gonna reach up. Got it. But the thing is, that's dumb. It's like when they put used to put the big show in there. You know he's not gonna win it. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, you know uh, he's not gonna win it. He's the biggest guy in the match. He's gonna be the target for everybody to beat up on to keep him from climbing up there. Uh Shinsuke or Sami Zayn versus three for two. Okay. Um, I'm only looking forward so far to one match on this. Usos and Street Profits. Yeah. Uh, world title match isn't going to be on here, of course, because nope. why would you have your, you know, your world I mean, champion? Yeah. Why um, would you have your world champion on there? Yeah, on on a pay per view, which they're trying to brand as one, you know, part of the big five. Yeah. You know why? You know why they unified the titles? The report came out of the reason that they unified the titles. The reason is so they could have Roman Reigns appear on Raw more often to help boost ratings. Problem is, he hasn't been on Raw <laughs> since they unified the titles. He is not scheduled <sighs> for Raw until the sum, the the Raw the last Raw before SummerSlam is the only Raw that he's scheduled on between now and SummerSlam. Uh, but their reasoning was to put him to unify the titles so he could be on both shows. So he could boost Raw's ratings. Oh, um, we're gonna ha- do unify so we can have him on Raw in three months. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, wow. I mean, the Usos have been on both shows, but they haven't been defending yeah. the titles. And I like the Usos. They're a great team. Yeah. You know, I like the Street Profits. They're a great team. Yeah. But, but you know, you can't have it. You can't have a two team. Ta- you can't have a two team tag division. Nope. <laughs> well, because they're not doing anything with the New Day. They moved. They sent. Uh, War Machine. I'm not calling them Viking Raiders or Viking Experience or whatever crap they gave them. They're War Machine. They sent them to NXT to work with some talent there. They're supposed to be coming back to SmackDown. Then you got Alpha Academy on Raw. That's it. You have four teams. Um, and you got a Kiss song running through my head now. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Because I'm By a the way, war that was, machine. <laughs> t- that was Taz's theme song in ECW. Okay. Well, the song, I mean, it needs to be somebody's theme song. That song is cool. <laughs> Uh, we get, need to get our friend, uh, Big Fat. Yep. You know, yep. one of the biggest Kiss fans I know. Uh, but he hates Black Sabbath. I never would have thought that. Really? Yeah. I, I, I just found that out um, not all that long ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he absolutely hates Does, Black does he Sabbath. not like Ozzy Black Sabbath? or I think he just said just Black Sabbath in general. Oh, he doesn't like them at he all. He doesn't like any of them. I'm like, wow. You know, that surprises me. But anyway. Um <laughs> Well, I think we've about covered just about everything there is for right now. Yeah, I think so for now. You know, because uh, this, yeah, this whole mess in WWE is, it's been very newsworthy, but at the same time, it makes us kind of weep for people. We'll see, obviously, in the, in the upcoming weeks, months, what's going to happen with them. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't think the company's going to collapse. I don't want the company to collapse, but it is time for an overhaul. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Take the opportunity to kind of take a step back and fix your company. Yeah. Fix the company. Yep. So, but we'll figure out what to talk about on Thursday. Maybe we'll, we'll go with the other subject we've been talking about doing now, but then we're like, yeah, there's nothing newsworthy happening. We'll go with this and then newsworthy stuff happens. Oh, yeah. And then the news just falls <laughs> in. I know uh, I follow uh, Andy Murray for What Culture. Yeah. on Twitter and he he's been on vacation the last two weeks. Oh yeah, that's right. And he's like and he said I've been on vacation for two weeks and then I come back because he said he wasn't going to be on Twitter or any kind of social media. He was taking a break. He's like I log back on to see what's happening in wrestling and he's just like it's just like a street he's like it's just a flood of news coming through and he's like I take two weeks off and wrestling just explodes. Yeah. So not that I'm going to tell Andy Murray to take off again, but right. you know, maybe that's not, not a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> so that's by the way, folks, if you have never checked out what culture WWE, they don't cover just yeah. WWE, but I mean, that's just happening. Just go look them up on YouTube. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. So yeah, they're great. I, yeah. they have news. They have a, they have a news every day, sometimes twice. Sometimes they split it up between AEW and WWE. Um, and they talk about other companies too, uh, but they have news shows every day of the week. They have like top tens, different things. They're just, they're great. You really should check it out. Yep. You know, but in the meantime, go check us out. If you're on, if you use Apple podcast, go give us a five-star review, give us a review. Mm-hmm. Let's know how we're doing. Same thing with Spotify. You can also give somebody a rating there as well. 
you know, give it five stars. That's what we like. And definitely give yep. us feedback. That's that's how we get better. Give us show ideas, you know, where to reach us. So exactly. But, but until Thursday, my friend, God bless. All right. God bless.